8.09 on a Saturday, Boston, Massachusetts. Hey guys, I got some news, some terrible news. We got a huge problem. I feel like we could do a podcast and it would be a million times better than whatever that drivel was we were listening to. What the hell is a podcast? What is that? The future of radio, you jabronis. Howdy, 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 and welcome to the Always Sunny Cast. I'm your co-host, Eric. And I'm Mr. Bon Jovi. And this is the podcast where two low-level improv comedians take a look at Always Sunny Philadelphia, dissect it all up, cut it all up, look at it, see what's good about it, and then report back in podcast form to just kind of see what makes it so funny. Correct? Is that right? I, again, I started talking before I knew what I was going to say. You no, know, you do that every time, and I, I, I kind of just like <laughs> go into a trance. I don't even listen yeah. to what you say. <laughs> I, I would say that goes for about 100% of our listeners as well. <laughs> and today we're talking Season 4, Episode 9, Dennis Reynolds, An Erotic Life. Original air date is October 23rd, 2008. Written by Scott Mata, Rob Roselle, and David Hornsby, and directed by Matt Shakeman. And, Ross, the IMDb breakdown, please. The IMDb summary is as follows. While Frank and Mac come with a way to spice up Dennis's erotic memoir, Dee finds that spending time in Charlie's shoes is way more difficult than it seems, and vice versa. Yeah, that's, that's what happens this episode. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. As far as IMDb summaries go, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, good job, IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> we always kind of congratulate them when they do good, but I don't even know who we congratulate. <laughs> and Ross, since this episode took place in 2008, you got something going on in the world in 2008? Some sort of trivia? Uh, yes, I do. In 2008, the Philadelphia Soul, at the time, owned by Mr. Jovan Boney himself, yeah. defeated the San Jose Sabercats in the Arena Bowl 22, 59-56. And this uh, event was hosted in the Smoothie King Center, <laughs> formerly known as the New Orleans Arena, which is owned by a Mr. Kim. <laughs> wow. Look at, what a great research. Very good tying that together there. It, uh, Ross, I was going to wait till uh, later on to ask this, but have you ever been to an arena football game? Like, Do you know anything no, about No, 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 no. I've never been to a professional football game. I've only ever been to one football. <laughs> I only have <laughs> been to one football game ever. I mean, yeah, I've and I've nev- never ever any other sports event at all. It's just one football game. Oh, yeah, oh I right. went to a mi- I went to a minor league baseball game. Oh, I went to a minor like, league baseball game too. <laughs> well, I went to the one in, in New York. They do like a Seinfeld night. They do mm-hmm. like this whole thing. There's Seinfeld celebrities there and stuff. So, fiance Kane and I drove up just for that and drove back. It was nuts, <laughs> but yeah. Jeez, oh, did you get like a bobblehead <laughs> or anything? Were they giving no, away bobbleheads? We yeah, the first like, the first two hundred or something get bobbleheads, but we were there. We didn't get there. You were in like two o two. No, we saw the soup Nazi though, and uh, the oh, Jackie nice. Childs. <laughs> I, th- yeah. I thought you were gonna say Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ready? To, oh, you ready to jump into this one? Yeah, we got nothing, so let's go. <laughs> <laughs> right, cold open. It's 11 p.m. on a Monday in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. At Patty's, Dee is giving Charlie a hard time about all the weird things he does when Dennis gets gets excited that Charlie found the book he wrote. Yeah, that's uh, right. I guess, I guess Dee found him in the crawl space. 
Yeah, I guess he was in the bar's crawl space, you know, and he's wondering what he's doing up there. Russ, what's a crawl? What is a crawl space? A crawl I hear space this mentioned <laughs> in movies and TV, but what is a crawl space? Do you know? It's like um, it's like above the ceiling, but below like the next floor, maybe. Okay. You know how in The what, Simpsons what? when they they show like the <laughs> the dissection of the so house. I I can't believe you said that because I was gonna say the only reference I have to a crawl space is The Simpsons. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what that is. What that's it's strange that we got we got people crawling around our houses. We and there's a name for it, crawl space. <laughs> it's scary. Well, it's good. You don't actually have to see them. You know, that's they true, have their own area. That's true. I suppose. Yeah, they're quiet. Uh, he was up there. He was he was replacing the the rat traps. Wasn't the, anything the weird. The cheese in the rat traps. Oh right, he's replacing the cheese in the rat traps. Yeah, wasn't anything weird. It was totally just replacing the cheese. Right, he's testing the old cheese to see what was wrong with it. Right, because she says, "Wait a minute, you're not replacing cheese. You're eating the cheese, aren't you?" And that's <laughs> when he comes up with the excuse. No, no, no. I gotta see why the rats. You know why the rats it. didn't like it eating it. What what that stuff that's on that rat traps that has to be like one percent cheese, right? Um, no, I think it's up to you what you you put down for that. Oh, it doesn't come with like some sort of rat bait. Uh, some of them do, but like uh, if you're making you're doing the old school like mouse trap. Yeah, like a cartoon one. Yeah, like you're <laughs> yeah. putting the bait, you know. Oh, okay, all right. So okay, so he's swapping out his cheeses, and Char- we, we, we're going to learn throughout Always Sunny. Charlie knows some stuff about cheese. This is mm-hmm. it's slowly becoming it, yeah, rats and cheese are going <laughs> to be a, a big part of his life. <laughs> and she says she she says that she's she questions why he's always doing weird things. Right, because she points I out like weird, a what's that? I do weird. He, he goes. I do weird things <laughs> like that to do. It. Like, right to him, they're very normal. It's a very totally. normal part of his life. Yeah, totally. Which is like that, like that shock. <laughs> he doesn't think <laughs> yeah, anything he's flabbergasted. <laughs> she caught him up at Logan Circle. At, yeah, that's right. Still, stealing money from the fountain. Did you look up Logan Circle? No, I didn't. I did real place. The, and it's the place we see later on. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it is. It's very cool. They like. Yeah, so they. Isn't this nice here though, where they plant this fountain? Right, a location. It's like a. It becomes a hub at the end of the episode where they all kind of gather. And within like the first forty-five seconds, we have a mention of the fountain. So it's like it's a nice check bit of like uh, fountain. <laughs> yeah, Chekhov's fountain and just a little bit of yeah world building. It's it's cool. But he was he was stealing those for his spy. Mm-hmm. Which he, he, he so he pays a spy coins to right. to follow the waitress. I guess. I yeah, guess that's and, his and sources on the field, as he's talked about before. Right. So I guess that book that remember when D has the book about and she she springs up on the mattress on who pooped the bed when she wants to do the Sex in the City thing. She has, she has Charlie's spy book. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, but he has copies. Right. I think it remember we were questioning how he wrote the book. Maybe the spy is writing the book. That makes Maybe more sense. Maybe this was paying the spy for. And I think the, I think uh later on we're going to see this actual a there's actually a cut scene from this episode where there's a there's supposed to be a scene where you see Charlie and 
D stalking the waitress together, you know, when they're switching lives, when she's mm-hmm. doing Charlie's life. Oh, yeah. Like stalking, and that's when she finds out that he has the book, and that's why she knows about the book, because the other episode was supposed to come after this episode. Ah, that's interesting. It's just a bit of, it's just a bit of thing with this book, where it's, like, going around. I, I mean, would love to see that scene. I know, I know, because <laughs> it's like, the, like oh, you want to live my life, this is what I do sometimes, right. too, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, and totally. then it, then she has the book, and then she does it to the waitress later on in that other episode, if it went the other way, mm-hmm. but they did reverse it, So, but it still works either way, definitely, but there is a bit of a continuity here with this book. She says that he's stealing money. Yeah, he's 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 like that's my spy money. He's stealing, <laughs> and he's he got a spy on the way. He's got a spy. I wonder who that is. We never find out. I know that'd be cricket. nice. Yeah, it's probably cricket. No one. I mean, if he's paying in coins, yeah, probably that's right, fountain coins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. And she she apparently D has some book that she like pulled away from Charlie. And Dennis is like, what what's going on here? What's going on with this book? What book? <gasps> he realizes it's his book. It's a the book he wrote. And he gets he so like, like he gets like so childishly <laughs> excited about this. Yeah, it's like my yeah. memoirs, Charlie. You found my memoirs, and he like calls the other two over. He's like Frank, Mac. He found my memoirs. Like, 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 and like, like he gets everyone's attention. <laughs> <laughs> memoirs. And, yeah, and and he he was waiting to unleash this on the unleash this. He says on the world in a fiery blaze of eroticism. Interesting. Almost like a fiery <laughs> blaze of glory. Yeah, it's, it's true. Like, they, uh, is... like this, like, what's with them in fiery, bla- like, explosions of something, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it is, That is true. And yeah, this, this, like, flowery language, like, this language they mm-hmm. use to, like, describe something like this. Like, they think it's so important. Like, they think the stuff they do is so important. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And this is great too. Is a little bit of just like just like fun with words. Just the language where oh, this is a book you wrote. Uh, oh, it's a story you wrote. He goes, I, I like to call it more of like a tale of redemption, a tale of redemption. Like, yeah, what, what is, is he, he being about? redeemed from? He's <laughs> told through my that? erotic travels. Where has he been going? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We do find out later on that it's a lot of this is fiction. So it yes. is sort of like interesting. Yeah, I like that. So it is kind of like an actual book in some weird way, I guess. And he's wondering, you know, Charlie, what have you been doing with it? Well, he was probably masturbating <laughs> to the pictures since he can't read. God and damn this, it! He, Jacking off to my he, pictures again. Yeah, because he has a history of this. Yes, right in the uh, the sweatshop. Remember he he wanted Dennis to uh, draw one where you know he's, she's looking right at him. <laughs> 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 Can you draw one where she's like looking right at me? <laughs> it's very funny, very funny. And I I kind of feel bad here for Charlie though, where he's like, "Why are you doing this to me? Like, why are you riding me?" He kind of has like a like he's. I feel bad for him in a weird way. Like, I don't why know. Are you doing like, this to me. None of the things he's doing is like normal or oh, like <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? I he mean, stole yeah. someone's book. He steals yeah, coins true. to spy on a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. I won't defend him. He You're can right. eat all the rat cheese he wants, but you know. <laughs> well, regardless, he wants D to walk a mile in his shoes. They use this language. This, I love this, that. this phrase comes up again, but yeah, to walk a mile in his shoes, and of course, D's like, yeah, of course, I could do that. Yeah, try your old buddy Charlie on for a size. <laughs> yeah. So that sets up basically what they're. Their 
uh, their game is yeah yeah their story is this episode and we get a from mac we got a hey what's the name of that book and <laughs> he holds it up. You can see how he wrote it. He wrote it in this like nice like lettering. Yeah, it's almost like calligraphy of some sort. It's almost calligraphy. Like I don't think yeah, that's it's not calligraphy. Quite. But I know it's what almost you cartoonish car- <laughs> calligraphy. Yeah. yeah, it's like how the Princess Bride would be written or something. <laughs> it's 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 very strange. And he holds it up and he says, "Dennis Reynolds, an erotic life." And then mm-hmm. we get the title card, which is exactly what he just said. Is that the first time we're getting a like, word No, for we word? got a last episode. Oh, we did? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, right okay. away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, because, yeah, so, Ross, I haven't, asked you in a, I haven't asked you in a long time, what do you think of this title <laughs> card? Uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. An erotic life. I, I like uh, we're sending up the, the drama of his, uh, his tales of redemption. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this like the phrasing too. It's like Dennis Randall's colon in an erotic, erotic life. life. It's like very. It's powerful. Very, like, the word erotic is strange to me. Me too. When do you <laughs> use the word erotic? Yeah. What is like wh- like? I get it's sort of like sexy. I guess like a sexy life. Is that- right. I mean, it's just a weird word. It's it's like the only time I've like think I've ever heard of it is like. When someone says like erotic literature, but like, what yeah, even literature. is that? Yeah, you know, I think it's. Uh, I think later on, as we, as Frank says, I think it's sweet smut. <laughs> sweet smut. <laughs> <laughs> so back from the opening credits, we see Dennis reading his book to Frank and Mac, and they all come up with a way to sell the book. He's reading his excerpt here. I'm sure you. I have love it. this. I removed my robe and stood before her, taught. Nubile and proud. She was much older than me, but her breasts were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, now going forward, I don't, it hasn't really been, I think it might have been mentioned a little bit, but I've been kind of watching ahead recently. Always, me too. I got ahead. excited about the end of this, this uh, season. Yeah. And Dennis, there's a thing about Dennis losing his virginity to the librarian, a much older woman, woman mm-hmm. when he was in high school. Uh, which which episode do you remember offhand? I, I'll have I to keep an eye spe- out. I don't remember specifically, but it comes up a couple more times even after that. Okay. And so I wonder if this is the librarian. The, the like older he's talking woman. about the older woman? Like, Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. It would make sense. He, you know, he feels nubile and... And proud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> proud. <laughs> now, did you notice the candles and the wind music? Yeah, and I like how he's standing up and they're <laughs> sitting down. Like, this is a like a book reading of some sort. Like a book reading. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, like, the idea to have, like, wind sounds and candles mm-hmm. while this is, like, is very funny. Yeah. Set in the stage. And Frank... Frank loves it. This is some sweet smut. He's he's all boned <laughs> up over here. He's Dennis all boned is, up. Dennis is me too. Me like too. he's reading he it too. to them. All boned <laughs> <I know>. up. <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard. That is so funny. I'm all bo- and, uh, and like this is his father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they uh, no boundaries. Uh, <laughs> no. This whole season. No. Uh, and Mac gets the bright idea. He wants to sell this book. We should right. sell this book. It's actually and a good idea. Like personal memoirs at the time were pretty huge. Right. 
Sure, they still kind of are. Yeah, I read them all the time. And they, yeah, you're yeah, you're more of like a like a nonfiction writer reader, right? Yeah, I, li- I like autobiographies specifically. Yeah, I I, I like like I, like fantasy novels, swords and wizards and stuff. It'd <laughs> 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 be fun if there was like a crossover. Yeah, like an autobiography on a, <laughs> but taken like real <laughs> yeah. seriously. We should write that. So, yeah, so, but, so, Dennis, of course, says, yeah, no, 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 I know I'm going to sell this, but he says, but I'm not having you two involved, because every time you, you guys get involved, they quit, like, as soon as it's the first problem. Yeah, the first speed bump, they always get all excited, hit the first speed bump, and then drop it, which, uh, which they do, by which the way. Which they do, yeah, <laughs> which is pretty which fun. They do. But. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Mac brings up some, like, good, good points. He's like, you know, you're going to need some legal help. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, hold, half on, the st- hold on. Before we, get to, before we get too far into that, just because I've been watching ahead, do you remember that this comes back and he does try to make a movie? In the episode D makes a smut film, mm-hmm. this book comes back. I can't believe, like, it's, I'm telling you, dude, it's so later on. And you're like, yeah. what? They, like oh he's like oh I should bring my book back and he's like <laughs> trying to do like a Fifty Shades of Grey thing yeah it, it's it's crazy it's crazy nothing is forgotten it really is so nuts about this but okay yeah you're right he's coming up with some good ideas the legal because everything in this book is made up yeah half of the stories the bullshit I mean some of them obviously happen but like the personal sex advisor <laughs> to Bon Jovi yeah waking yeah. up in a rehab facility with the wounds <laughs> of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> not so. But much. he did bang. The, but he did bang that girl in the fountain. That happened. Yeah, the, in the details the he brings fa- up with that the hot dogs in oatmeal. No, I don't understand that. <laughs> Me neither. But we get a second mention of a fountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes back. I do like this. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. He, that happened. He banged the. the and this girl is in like a subtle mention of the fountain. So it's it is. Of- yeah. I don't know if you look something later on. There's going to be one that's going to blow your mind because it blew my mind. Oh, I get some stuff at the end of this episode that might blow your mind. Okay, cool. (laughs) This is going to be mind blowing. (laughs) Let's go. So uh, he doesn't want to end up like Max worried that he's going to end up like that million pieces guy, the million little pieces guy. Did you remember this or do you know about this? Uh, Yeah, I took an autobiographies class in college. And so, like, this guy came up at one point, and they were talking about him. He's gotta. Yeah. And um, they were talking about, like, you know, truth and what your autobiography should be and, what it, you know, stuff like that. And uh, it kind of led me down the rabbit hole of wanting to watch the episode with him on Oprah. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's step, let's, let's step back a little bit and just explain what this reference is okay. first. Okay, James Frey is a, a writer. He wrote an autobiography called Million Little Pieces, and... It blew up. It got extremely popular because of, like, all the things that Dennis will try to do in this episode. Um, right. Like, go to rehab, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, so the book is kind of similar to what Dennis is doing. A little bit, yeah. Little okay, bit. okay. And That's interesting. Uh, so, you and know. It, bl- it blew up after Oprah. Right? Yeah. Oprah put it on the, on the book club, the which book is club, a big deal. And then had him on yeah, the show. Right, and, right. And then uh, they started looking into some of the details of the book, and like some of them turned out to be false. And then Oprah had him back, you know, to chew him out. And 
So there was a, just a few discrepancies. Uh, one of them was about jail time. I guess he was only right. in jail for a few hours. He reported right. 87 days. <laughs> uh, he reported while he was like uh, in, in, in a facility uh, having like root canals without like any sort of like Novocaine or anything. I don't know yeah. why that was a specific thing that, that <laughs> Oprah dragged him over. But <laughs> yeah. d- he, all he said was, I couldn't remember if I did or didn't. Because he was so messed up, but I like, didn't. I didn't, Frank. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I guess there was uh, a main uh, a character that uh, James Frey kept bringing up. This woman named Lily, and right. it was supposed to be like uh, at the end of his time, he was supposed to go see Lily. And like the day he goes to go see her in the book, she has killed herself. Wow! Oh, but goodness. as it turns out, like yes, there was a woman. In, I don't know if her name was Lily. But right. uh, she had just like killed herself like maybe uh, a short time like before he even made plans to go out and see her. So right, okay, okay. That was a little dark, but you know. Yeah, it was very dark. But either yeah, way, okay. you know. So so okay. So this now, I for whatever reason I had like this reference I kind of got, but now after looking it up like. It makes way more sense. But, yeah, this I kind of remember this and kind of don't at the time. Like, I really had no knowledge of this before. Yeah, uh, neither did I. I mean, yeah. But what a reference. And that how like, when did that happen? What year did that happen? In? I believe that was 2002, but I could be wrong. Oh, okay, okay. So it's been a while. They're yeah, not it wasn't exactly like the same right year. on top like, of sometimes it. Sometimes they do <laughs> the same year, you know. Right. Yeah, they're not exactly right on top of it, but it's a reference nonetheless. And... Uh, he, so yeah, he doesn't want Dennis to end up like this guy. Mm-hmm. So they figure out that they can just well they'll inst- Dennis. I love how Dennis suggests like he'll just take them out. <laughs> and they're like no 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 no. We'll fake them. A much harder and more complicated <laughs> way of going about it. Right, because <laughs> some yeah. of them are you know let's get in a room with a celebrity. Let's right, you know yeah. go to rehab. Um, yeah. But like I do like the idea that Mac is like saying like as long as we like get snap a few photos of like attempts at these things like we could like I, I, yeah I'm not sure what he like oh you're in a photo with them take a picture snap bing bang boom that's proof I don't know how that's proof but <laughs> or, or it makes it slightly more believable like if I had seen a picture of them two together I'd be like okay well I guess they had some sort of relationship I'm not gonna look into it you know what I mean most people wouldn't. I would think that man is probably his personal sexual advisor. <laughs> yeah, they hang out. They take pictures. <laughs> yeah. I take yeah, pictures so with my sexual advisor. <laughs> yeah, good. You, you guys should. And, and it's it's it, so yeah. They say okay, we're gonna recreate them. The 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 good ones. The the Bon Jovi, the Stigmata, the mm-hmm. the rehab. And now they're just gonna figure out a way to get Dennis into rehab. It just does a nice little look. Uh, like, like smart, yeah, he's a, yeah, he, he's into this. Now, <laughs> oh, this is a mistake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a big mistake. <laughs> so then, over at Charlie's apartment, Charlie runs down a typical night in his life. Charlie, do I really have to sleep here? Dude, if you're gonna walk a mile in my shoes, this is a pretty big part of that mile, don't you think? Now, here, put these on. No, I don't want to wear one of your dirty sleeping outfits. Uh, I'm sorry, Dee, but my outfits, as you like to call them, serve a very specific purpose, all right? This isn't just for fun. I don't have any heating ducts in this apartment. It gets freezing in here at night, all right? Now, in case you have to pee-pee, I got this for you, all right? You, you, oh, my God! God! 
God damn it! Frank was supposed to empty that. Charlie, no wonder it reeks in here. You have open cans of pee everywhere. Well, I'm sorry, but you do not want to use that bathroom. Okay, now eat one of these, all right? You're gonna want to huff a little glue and drink some beer. This is cat food, Charlie. Well, gee, I can't explain it, all right? There's some sort of weird chemical reaction that happens when you combine cat food, beer, and glue. It makes you feel like extremely sick and tired, and you're able to fall asleep. Why would I want to make myself extremely sick and tired? Because there's going to be about 50 cats howling outside that window all night long, and you have no idea how loud 50 cats can be. Okay, maybe there wouldn't be cats surrounding your building if you didn't have open cans of cat food everywhere. I have 50 cats howling outside my window because I have 10,000 rats running around my building, Dee, right, okay? Stop yelling. You're I'm not an idiot. There's a me. reason to do the things that I... Oh. Oh, I don't feel good. I'm just starting right on time. If I were you, I'd start wolfing that shit down. I gotta go sleep. Oh, I'm not feeling good at all. Uh, so D here in the beginning of the mm-hmm. scene is drinking a beer in her apartment. I like that she's just kind of having a beer, yeah, hanging she's out. Just relaxing. Just relaxing. Charlie's in his classic outfit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call this classic Charlie the Long John's horse shirt. Yeah, that makes classic sense to me. Charlie. <laughs> costume yeah. number one. It's, it's the Halloween costume. Charlie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he hand. This is so interesting. Like he hands D. A pair of his long johns. Right. She doesn't want to wear his dirty pants. But he explains that, no, no, no. This is, and she calls it a costume. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, yeah, this costume, as you call it, it serves a purpose. And he breaks down that this actually is an actual purpose to this. Yeah, she doesn't (laughs) want the dirty sleeping outfit. And like, and as he points out, it serves, yeah, a very specific purpose. Like, no heating ducts. So it gets freezing at night. And uh, yeah. I like how, like, um, he's very, uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word, like, when someone, like... Uh, Matter of fact? No, but he's, like, the the way he goes about doing everything in his life. It's, like, everything practical. has a purpose. Yeah, very practical. practical. Yes, why couldn't I yeah, think we've of said this. Ab- we've actually said this about Charlie right. before. Well, he'll, he'll reuse things. He'll, like, sew his clothes back together. Yeah, very resourceful. Like, yeah, resourceful. Yeah, and practical. Right. Yeah, he doesn't have like luxury items. Everything's mm-hmm. survival. <laughs> yeah. <him. laughs> so yeah, uh, and and he, he he does sneak in a little here. I like. I just made a note of it when he says that you know this suit these this costume you call it as a purpose. It's not just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's not just for fun. <laughs> and if she needs the pee, she can just use this can. Oh. He's got this like little kid, and it spills everywhere. Like yeah. splashes out. <laughs> it splashes all <laughs> over his like f- hand and forearm when he pulls it up. Yeah, <laughs> Frank was supposed to empty that. I guess he didn't. And he makes a he makes a well. She says like, "Yo, of course, this is why it smells in here because it's you got open cans of piss and everything." Mm-hmm. And he says, "You don't want to use that bathroom," <laughs> which sets up what happens to her later on. I guess. Right. I guess. Right. I but guess that. Ex- did, I guess that explains like, why he showers in the bar too. Yeah, yeah. What what is? I wonder what that bathroom looks like. Right. It must be like pretty horrific if Charlie is like pretty against. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. He he tells her that okay. So this is what you gotta do. You gotta eat cat food. You gotta <laughs> huff some glue and drink a bunch of beer. 
He and he can't explain it. He can't explain why it works. I love the. I can't explain it, Dave. I don't know. It just works. <laughs> it's a weird chemical <laughs> reaction. You combine cat food, beer, and glue, makes you feel extremely sick and tired, and you're able to fall asleep. This is like this is this kind this scene and there's a and the and the and the bovine Joni are like the two things I think I like the you think about when you think about this mm-hmm. episode. And this like. This right here, this logic of the cats is something is the first thing I think about. Oh man, it's so funny! It's so funny. So it's like, like, so like, why are you doing all that to like make yourself sick and go to bed? He's like, well, there's gonna be fifty cats howling outside all night long, and they get pretty loud. Right, and she's like, well, you wouldn't have fifty cats if you didn't have all this cat food. Right? Well, the- <laughs> so that makes sense, but he counters. I have 50 cats because I have 10,000 rats. Running <laughs> so around the building. Yeah, so who's right? It's, um, well, nothing Charlie's doing is right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if, if he didn't eat this cat food, do you think it would solve his problem? No. <laughs> no, no. And so he, but Ch- we see Charlie do it. Like, what do you think is they're eating? Like, what do you think that is an actual can of? Oh, probably tuna or something. Tuna fish or something. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, but it's still hard to watch. Yeah, isn't it's, it? It's unsettling. <laughs> it's unsettling. No, I don't like the I, scraping of the fork into the the, the can. That sounds. I, I don't know, and I don't know how familiar you are with cat food. <laughs> Not at all. But Mike, because my one of my cats is a diabetic, we can only give them wet food in a can like that. Mm-hmm. So I. Do three I, each one each. I have three cats. Each one gets a can at four a.m. and four p.m. every day. So I open uh, like six cans a day, dude. It it's nasty. It's gross. It's disgusting. Yeah, like it is like. No, I, it, it is, I give my dog wet food, and it's like uh, not you, not so nice. I, <laughs> yeah, you like look at it and you think, what was this? Ev- what was this before? Why do they know to eat that? It doesn't even look like food. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so they, he eats a bunch of it. He huffs the glue. He drinks the beer. Uh, his stomach starts. You can like, hear his stomach. It's like that loud. Oh he yeah, gets it's retching. Everyone just heard the clip. He lays down. And probably the funniest thing to happen is a visual thing that you can't hear in this clip, unfortunately. But Frank, come if this was an improv scene and this walk on, yes, like, this is perfect. This is, exactly this is like what you would want. This yeah. is exactly what you'd want. Frank comes running, like running in, like mad, yeah. which is late. Like, yeah, he's. <laughs> I love. That's the best part of it. It's all time sensitive. Like Charlie's yeah, acting like we gotta get on the show on the road. Like get your lawn yeah. on. You better better eat this cat food. Like I'm telling you. Yeah. And like Charlie goes to lay down. Frank zooms in. Like he's late for the bus. Like yeah. it's perfect. And he's like, a, he's like a determined look on his face. <laughs> and you notice he's wearing. He has a bunch of beads around his neck. Yeah, he has like Mardi Gras beads. On. This is my first time ever noticing that was <laughs> on this like like this run around yeah I was like he's got these beads on and what you know what he do, he only eats the cat food he mm-hmm. doesn't do the glue or drink the beer I wonder why well maybe he had some beer before this and um, and glue I don't know it'd maybe. be funny it, you know it would be funny if I would have had him running in while and he's doing the glue as he's coming through the door yeah. Do you mean like he's already started the process? Yeah, he, like, he has I to guess. hit like some of the beats, you know, like he, he only did one of them, you know. Did you, and did you notice something as they laid down? Do you notice yeah, what happened? The rest to ass. 
They went ass to ass. I knew you were going to ask me this. I knew you were going to ask me this. (laughs) Isn't that incredible, though? Yeah, well, you have to be consistent. I know, but just to like, it, just to think to do it, like you know what I mean. Like they didn't even have to even think that it could have laid down, it could have cut before mm-hmm. that even happened. No, you're you right. You know what I mean? It, it's just oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It really <laughs> is. Uh, so later that night, D attempts to use the restroom and experiences Charlie's apartment. You hear a bunch of cats. Oh yeah, they, a bunch yeah. of cats screeching. <laughs> They're like howling. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, dude, my my cats they they around three a.m. like three a.m. and three thirty. Around that time, they stop meowing because they know they're about to get fed at 4 a.m. So they start like getting ready for it. And it is oh the most God. annoying sound you can imagine. It is so annoying. Oh, man. So I, I can feel <laughs> for them right here. It is like the cat screeching is so annoying. Sometimes cats, my cat would just jump up and in my face. He's, just, he's doing it in my face. Right. <laughs> he's like, you know motherfucker, I mean? get up. Yeah, he's like he's like about a foot away from my my face, just meowing, and it's annoying as hell. <laughs> so I I, 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 feel, I feel them here for sure. D D gets up here and she she wants to use the restroom. She looks at the can. I, I feel like she kind of thinks about it for a second. Yeah, she looks at and it because it's like haunting her. It's like this is my option. I gotta go down the hall. Right, and so she goes into Charlie's hallway. Charlie's hallway is uh, is noticeably filthier. Oh, it's, it's like <laughs> completely trashed. <laughs> like way more than debris usual. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. It's like she was entering a different dimension. <laughs> now, there's lots of interesting things in this hallway. Before we get there, I want to ask you: What time do you think it is at, in the night? Uh, it's gonna be, let's say, four in the morning. Oh, three thirty. Yeah, it's probably when I would say it is. Yeah. Is anybody in this hallway credited uh, mm, besides the twins? No. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, let's talk about what's going on here. We got a lady kind of just like shuffling in the background, and there's a guy laying on the floor twitching. Do you see the guy with peeking just his head out the door? Yeah, there's a guy <laughs> peeking out the door. You, there's now when she walks by a guy, like you can hear like music. It's like it sounds like 1950s like. No 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 It's like old timey. Yeah, it almost seems like someone's just like playing their like TV too loud and it's going through the wall or something. And, and there's also like a bu- the buzzing of a light. It sounds like you know like how like a neon light makes like a buzzing noise. Yeah, the like humming noise. Yeah, in the background. The humming. Yeah, there's like a hum. And it sounds like there's people like muffled voices arguing in like a different language. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot it's, going on. It, it's very weird, and so this this pink ball comes rolling up and hits D in the foot, and D sees these two twins. This is an obvious reference to The Shining. Uh, do you have, but th- those two twins are they credited at all? Uh, I have their names, but like I don't have any credits for them. One is Alexandra Skeel Smith, and the other is Tegan Skeel Smith. All right, cool. And they're doing an obvious homage to The Shining. Uh, Russell, have you seen The Shining? A long time ago. Kubrick. I've actually never seen The Shining, but I'm aware of this reference. Yeah, me too. And like bo- I, I would say like if anything, I just know that this is a reference to The Shining. I don't remember like, the scene the si- at all. Yeah. The Simpsons have been like doing a parody of this for 30 years or whatever. And like the the blood coming out of the elevator and all that stuff. Oh, I, yeah. I only know it from The Simpsons, really. <laughs> they teach you a lot. <laughs> the Shining? Remember, remember the episode The Shining? No. There's, I don't a, remember. there's a treehouse of horror called The Shining, and it's supposed to be The Shining. Okay. 
<laughs> and it's that's how I get all my shining references. So <laughs> I, I I get that here. Uh, D, uh, Dean obviously freaks out, and she runs back to the room. And it, Russ, do you, we get a shot of Charlie's door, and you see the poster there, the astronautalist poster on the back of Charlie's door. I was I tried to pause, but when I paused, it got very dim, so I couldn't tell mm. what the hell it was. That is a uh, astronautalist. He's a rapper. Uh, our mutual friend Stephanie Murphy is really into him. Oh, she li- interesting. She, she's always listening to him. Yeah, astronautalist. And it's funny. Like Charlie's, I guess, a fan. I, I've, he, I've noticed. He, he, I think he has other astronauts posters up in his in his apartment as well. Interesting. No, I don't yeah. know. Maybe I don't know astronautalist. Maybe he's a friend of the show, or you know, yeah, could, could be, be a friend of anybody. There's a there's actually a pretty cool Instagram account. It's called Punkin TV Shows, and they just repost pictures of like when there's like a poster in a TV show. Oh. Like uh, it'll be like Friends, and in the background mm-hmm. you see like a Bad Religion poster on the <laughs> wall or something, or or a flyer. Or, like, That's awesome. Uh, it's, yeah, it's Lawrence Thompson stuff too. Really? Stuff. It's, yeah, yeah, Damn. very cool. So uh, she runs in and and D eats the cat food uh, again. Yeah, she eats the cat food and she. Passes out. She goes to lay down. Yeah, she conforms. She does it. She uh, she understands. I think the troubles. The, <laughs> the trouble. What's going on? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's her last resort. You, why does that put you to sleep? It makes your stomach hurt. It puts you. I mean, again, I can't. I can't explain it. Right. It it's works. a chemical reaction between the three, and you know. <laughs> but you go to sleep. It's very strange. <laughs> So the next morning, after Dee was living Charlie's life, Charlie agrees to live Dee's life. So this is the morning. Charlie's fully dressed. Yeah, he's abruptly waking Dee up. He's like, hey, let's get up. Time to start the day. Yeah. Like He's like in a panic, too, kind of. Like, mm-hmm. like, like gotta go, gotta go, kind of. It feels like, too. Like hustle Frank, and bustle. When Frank came running in, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, she explains to Charlie what she saw, all the things that, he saw, that she saw. Mm-hmm. And she lets him know that, oh, shoot. Uh, you had a glue OD. <laughs> it's and and so did DC all these things. Um, I guess not. Then right, if she had an OD. Well, yeah, w- she sniffed the. She did the glue before. We didn't see her do glue at all. We didn't see her do glue at all. That's what I'm saying. But we have so to like, assume did she, she did. She she did because she woke up and the glue's on her face. Mm-hmm. And, and then when Charlie says, how much glue did you do? And she did it as much as you did. And he's like, as much as me? <laughs> you know, he's, like, he's like, yeah, you had a glue OD. Yeah, hey, check it out. You just had your first glue OD. Pretty regular <laughs> in my life. Learned another lesson. Don't do too much glue or your night sucks. <laughs> and she's like, okay, let me get this straight. You think your life is terrible because <laughs> you eat rat cheese and cat food and huff glue? And he's like, yeah, of course. He's like, but she's like, you make those problems. Those are real problems, Charlie. You make those yeah, problems no. up. And he says, those are solutions to problems. <laughs> I, I like <laughs> they they both have their own point of view on the same yeah. thing. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. And so they, then the roles get reversed here. She's like, why don't you try walking a mile in my shoes? Again, they're talking about the walking the mile in somebody's shoes. Mm-hmm. And walk a mile in my shoes. And, and Charlie agrees. He's kind of like, okay. So then outside the Kingston Rehab Center, Mac, Dennis, and Frank go over the plan to get Dennis's book sold. De- the the Kingston Hospital is a real hospital. Yeah, the, Kensing- the Kensington Hospital. Ke- yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say it wrong? Kensington. I'm not even going to take that over. I'm just going to... Yeah, it's fine. It it's uh, 136 Diamond Street, Philadelphia, Mass. Uh, this is like a, jo- like a big hospital. 
Uh, and I was looking for more of a rehab center, but like it doesn't seem like one exists. Maybe there was an offshoot of the Kensington H- Hospital that had a rehab center, but definitely currently not. I, I think I think yeah, I think that's it's supposed to be a reference for, to that for sure. And Dennis is Dennis. Do you know Dennis is drinking a beer out front here? Oh, I didn't even know. Out? I didn't catch. I didn't catch that. D- Dennis <laughs> so is drinking a beer out in front of a rehab center. <laughs> <laughs> he's standing there drinking a beer. And who knows what time of night this is? They're like, okay, they're talking about how the, what they're gonna, they're gonna do all the the, the plan. But De- Dennis is skeptical of how how are they gonna get how they gonna get John Bon Jovi? Yeah, and like fr- and Frank is like, oh, it's no big deal. He's from Jersey. He's from <laughs> Jersey. Who does that like, mean? Kind of like who? Like I think it means like he's close he's a by. Nobody. No, he's a nobody, I think. He's a nobody. Who cares? Like, you think I can't get in a room with him? He's from New Jersey. Oh, I thought it was like I he lives <laughs> kind of by, you know what I mean? Like, kind of close How by. How close is New Jersey to Philadelphia? It's like one or two close. states over. It's a drive. I guess. <laughs> it's pretty far, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, he's from New Jersey. So, yeah, he'll, he could get into a room with him. Fine. They just got to snap a couple photos. Bing, bang, boom. Uh, but let's talk stigma. <laughs> I love the inflection <laughs> on that, the way he says it. Now, they keep saying stigma. What is a stigmata? I don't understand. It's just well, like stigma. <laughs> stigmata. Yeah, is like when when there's like this like phenomenon when when people have like the wounds that Christ had when he was crucified appear on their own bodies. Okay, so that's why they're gonna put him in the in his hands because they're gonna do the nails when he was nailed to the cross. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be. So that's what that's feet. what stigmata is, but the plural that's version is just is. I don't them know referring to doing one. all the hands and feet. Is that what they're <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think that maybe to them, but I don't think there is a plural version. It's stigmata. Right. Is what it is. Okay. It's stigmata. Yeah. <laughs> but they keep call they uh, several times say stigmatas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. They're gonna go over the stigmatas and Dennis doesn't want to do it. He's thinking, you know, do yeah, we do really, we really have, to, have to? And, you know, as uh, Frank points out, he brought a nail gun. Yeah, he brought a nail. He pops out. He pulls it up. You can kind of see it by his leg a little mm-hmm. bit, but then he pulls it up in the frame. Uh, I love Dennis. He's like, oh, is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but no, 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 no. Max, like, no, no, no. I think these severe burns, <laughs> severe, severe deep burns. burns. <laughs> From a cigar is, is the only way to do it, and he you, he pulls up a cigar. He has a cigar yeah, he has a cigar. It's so good. <laughs> it really is so good, and no, and then, then and then they start fighting back. And Frank's saying, "No, no, no it's gonna be deep wounds. We gotta have deep wounds." And, and Mac <laughs> is like really fighting about how deep he can get that cigar in. Dennis is freaking out, rightfully so. I would say I would be a little nervous here for this thing. Yeah, I'd be more scared of this thing with. going into rehab. <laughs> Yeah, and Dennis is about to say something here. It's interesting. He goes, "Okay, okay, okay. If you guys really want to do the stigmata thing, and boom, he hits him." He was about to compromise. He was about to do something. He didn't get the time to pop it off. (laughs) Frank just clocks him in the head with a nail gun. Clocks him with a nail gun, and and uh, and Max says, "Okay, good. Okay, good work, Frank." (laughs) As soon as that happens, he goes, "Okay, good work, Frank." Like as if like. He didn't just belt his friend in the head with a gu- like a nail gun. You know what I mean? Like they care s- the well being they care for each other is so crazy. <laughs> they just go, okay, we'll just leave the body here, and they'll bring him in in the morning. So they're just gonna leave this 
Yeah, hoping like maybe like a nurse wanders out or someone but walks along the sidewalk and drags him in. Like, it's a rehab center though, not a hospital. Right. It's very <laughs> unclear why so he's there. He needs to like maybe be on a substance of some kind yeah. or like <laughs> they're going about it the wrong way. They he, they should have went back to the crack rock guy. And they, as this going on the scene, uh, Frank says, "All right, yeah, yeah. Now give me, give me his hands." So they're gonna do the <laughs> stigmata thing to him. Awesome. So, at the Laugh House Comedy Club, Dee and Charlie attend and perform at an open mic. And before we jump too into the scene, the marquee on the front here, the Laugh House, a real comedy club in Philadelphia. That's right. And the marquee has Mark Simmons and Tommy Too Smooth. Two real comedians, mm-hmm. and Tommy Too Smooth is a Philadelphia legend. Oh, is he? He's a he's kind of like a Lenny yeah. Clark. <laughs> of, uh, yeah, he's a Boston. <laughs> yeah, a Boston. Yeah, the Boston comedian <laughs> Lenny Clark. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, from what I've looked up, he seems to be tied to Philly. Okay, or maybe that club specifically. I I feel like maybe I went on the website, and it looks like that club puts out like local comedians, like albums and stuff. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if anyone's been there, it'll give, give us a shout-out. I do like their logo, though. I love that they use a real comedy club. Very cool. And real comedians on the top there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And do you have anything on any of the people inside this place before we start? Let's get them out of the way. Yeah, so first comic on stage is Roberto Rod. Um, he is a director, actor, producer. He was in or affiliated with some of these titles, Reaper Tales, Spring Break Lawyer. The Forever Bikini, Brush Your Teeth, and Help Me Obi-Wan. And then our MC. Do you recognize our MC? Yeah, I know who this is. Okay, Pat Walsh. He was born in 1981 from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, He was a writer on Robin Big, uh, Mothman, a TV movie, Two Broker Girls, Crashing, Living Biblically, and he is the executive story editor for season five of It's Always Sunny. Yeah, he's around. Yeah, for sure. And he's a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah, the first so we get we open up here in a comic on stage, and this first joke is not that bad. It's a pretty decent joke. Uh, I didn't like really even like understand it. Like, so you just bump into a guy, and he turns around and says, "Yeah, but we say, we says I don't I, I don't pay for a therapist anymore because if you go if you go to a, a bar and you jump a drunk guy they'll say hey what's your problem oh like because you, know, you tell your problems <laughs> to a like a, a, th- a therapist will say what are your problems yeah yeah man? okay it's a pretty decent joke all right i didn't quite get it <laughs> <laughs> but he, he is wearing a funny shirt i didn't notice uh, it says morally bankrupt it's like one of those like i'm here for the crack shirts <laughs> oh right sure <laughs> yeah Charlie's loving this guy. Oh, th- he's loving this whole atmosphere. Like he's excited to like be in the comedy club. And Ross, uh, I've, both of us have been to open mics, but I believe you've performed open mics, have you not? <laughs> yes, I have. They're <laughs> as uh, as fun as it looks <laughs> that night. <laughs> in that, really? <laughs> yeah. It did. It didn't take performed. long for me to figure out. Like uh, most open mics are just like pretty miserable, and it, it was just like I can't do this. Yeah, I, I've been to a couple open mics, but I've never performed at one. But yeah, they usually are pretty desolate, pretty, uh, pretty sad, pretty sad, sad places. places. Yeah, I couldn't do but that you, to you myself gotta, anymore. You gotta get a dump. You gotta. 
but you got to get it done. I, mean, I know. It's practice. like that's the weird part. It's like that's the only place for you to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, I heard, I, I forget who said this. I think maybe Pete Holmes. I forget who said this, but the, uh, it's doing stand-up comedy is the only job you try to do where they introduce you as a comedian before you like are <laughs> paid or like have any experience. Like your first time going up, they'll call you a comedian. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's very like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but. So yeah, the, the, uh, Charlie's loving this guy. He wants some food. He's hungry. He wants to know if this place serves food. Did you look up if they serve food? I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't. I should have. <laughs> I guess I still could. Uh, and D says, no no food. No, you don't want to eat before you perform. Uh, you get the dry heaves. Right. And <laughs> yeah, no food. Sorry, guys. By the by the way, I do this. Like Before we would we would perform our do a show, shows, yeah. I never would eat. Uh, one of our uh, team members would go to town, remember? Oh, you talking talk about Jacob? <laughs> I'm talking about oh, Brianna. <laughs> oh, 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 Brianna. That's right, yeah. Brianna would have like a... Like a pasta dish. Like a chicken... Yeah, like some sort of crazy chicken wrap with like a ton of french fries. And I'm like, like literally five minutes. Like, she'd be rushing sometimes. We're like, yeah. five minutes before we go mm-hmm. on stage, she's eating this. <laughs> I'm like, I could... I'm like, yeah. you know, I, I don't like You're eat like, like sick an to hour your before. Stomach. Okay. Yeah, I, I generally <laughs> don't eat. Not because I think I'm gonna vomit. It's just like no, nerves not in that. General. I like to just, just be loose. I feel like eating me a big too. meal like would slow me down a little bit. Yeah, I would feel heavy or like whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, this is so. And he says, she says, like you know, when you perform, and that's when real quick, Charlie's like, you're gonna perform, and then we get D's introduction. <laughs> the MC is up here and introduces D, and. Uh, uh, as D gets up, you, would you watch this with subtitles? Uh, yeah, they're a little off, but well, the subtitles said <laughs> when she got up, it just said two people clapping, <laughs> which I think is very funny <laughs> to write. <Yeah. laughs> it just, he, it just says two people clapping. MC MC kind of like roasts her a little bit. He's like, "Oh, let's hope it's dry this time." Like MCs do do that though, don't they? What like? Like trying to ruin your set before you go up. No, no, <laughs> but kind of have fun with it. Just especially in like D's case, where like they probably don't want her even there. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I wouldn't <laughs> care for it every time. <laughs> so D gets there, gets up on stage, and she starts off with a howdy, howdy, howdy. Yeah, weird. <laughs> I, I absolutely love howdy, howdy, howdy. It's such a funny, weird <laughs> thing to start. It's something like you say because you're nervous, but you would never say in real life. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you see her like, I mean, Caitlin Olsen's acting is unreal. Mm-hmm. She's like fiddling with her shirt. Yeah. She's like hunched forward and like kind of like she really can act this. Mm-hmm. Like This looks like somebody nervous. <laughs> and what do you think of her joke? Um, It's okay. <laughs> it's like I don't want to hear it again. It's but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she says about the, uh, uh, hey, what's up with those people with the Bluetooth headsets in their in their ears? Are you uh, one part robot, three parts asshole? That's what she's trying to say, but it's coming out like, mm-hmm. like, like she's like gurgling and and and, and like dry yeah, she's heaving. like dry heaving, like and like gurgling a little, <laughs> like and the, the one person just yells out, Jesus Christ. <laughs> And I read online that that was Glenn Howlett. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. 
Because <laughs> imagine seeing that. Imagine being in the audience. <laughs> that would have been so funny. You know what? I would think it was part of the bit, to be quite honest with you. I think she was doing a bit. What? I would, I, if I was in the audience, I would think she was doing a bit. Like, she was, like, pretending to oh, be so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so nervous to like, stand up. And she was in the audience. So she just gives up at, just, at one point. Just gives up. And she goes and sits down. Luckily, it was dry this time. And... Charlie's laughing at her. Why would you do that? Yeah, he's having a real good time at her expense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just said she's putting her dues. She's putting in her dues. You know, she's going to be an actress. This is like a road to becoming an actress. Somehow. I mean, this is one avenue, right? I guess. I mean, like, yeah. think of all the, like, everyone on Silicon Valley, everyone. It's true. I mean, Camille. like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Becoming yeah. a comedian is in one way. Yeah, yeah, you're right. She says, he's like, is this, what, this is what it's all about. And he says, yeah, we all have our things. I, I'm i trying to be an actress, and he's still trying to get with the waitress. <laughs> we, uh, just, we just do whatever we need to do. <laughs> and that goes to show that, like, that scene where they were stalking together, mm-hmm. this would have been her referencing that scene earlier. Like, right. oh, I have this thing. You had that thing we did earlier, which is the waitress. Cause you, you know what I mean? Yeah, they probably definitely had to cut it for time, because this is, like, one of their longer episodes, I think. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. And so <laughs> so she's like, well, get used to it because uh, you're up next. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Kelly's introduced. Now, I don't care for someone doing that to me. <laughs> it's like someone signing up for karaoke or something. Or It's way worse. Do you think you could improvise a set? No. Like, you, I mean, I could maybe try to do some crowd work. but I know, I but that's as far as I can go. Yeah. I Eventually, someone wants to hear a joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah it's I would like say so. <laughs> I would say so, yeah. But uh, Charlie attempts a joke here. You guys ever eat cheese? Cheese is weird. Guys ever eat cheese? It's, cheese is a funny thing. Cheese is a strange thing. Uh, I always wonder, what is cheese? Where does it come from? <laughs> you, you notice it's, like the mouth does not match the noise on it that? It does, I know. The, the ADR, I know. Yeah, they definitely did it in post. But like... You, you, it's cool that he also kind of like had dry heaves. You know what I mean? That's a good choice to like just do exactly what D said was going to happen. Right, but you know Charlie suffers from nerves. He was like sweating when he was up there. You they, know, I, I would say the whole gang, except for Dennis, have a hard time like being the center of attention with something like that. <laughs> uh, Frank is okay with it. I guess maybe Frank. I guess maybe Frank and Dennis. Yeah, but the other ones they can't lie. Remember when remember when yeah. Mac is trying to be the news reporter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like freaking out. Uh, <laughs> but so yeah, <laughs> ba- back over at the rehab center, Dennis <laughs> awakes to an aggressive Sinbad and Rob Thomas. We gotta figure out how to get you in a rehab. Let's start stigmatas. In deep wounds. <laughs> Yo, come. Ow. Wake up. What the hell? Yeah, you in hell, all right. What? You know what? My name is Sinbad. This is Sinbad's house. When you're in Sinbad's house, you my bitch. That's, uh... Yeah, you know who that is? Huh? That's Rob Thomas. Matchbox 20. Sing a song. Shut up. Matchbox 20? Ooh. Oh, you oh. the man, huh? You gonna punk him like that? No, no, no. Stay back, man. No. Matter of fact, unleash the fury. Get his shoe. 
What? Beat his testicles! No, 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 and I'm gonna show you Come on. Wait. Everything okay in here? Hey, what's up, Jerome? What are you doing? Man, he, he keep throwing his shoe. He crazy. Okay, well, let's go. Everybody should be in bed with the light. trying to go, so he keep throwing shoes at us. Man, you about to get me jacked up, man. Is that what you're trying to do? Shut up. Man, I'll poke your eye out. See this? This on you, and this one on round two. I own both y'all. Watch your ass, new meat. So it's this this beginning of the scene here, he has these like flashes to earlier in the episode. What is this for? To tell us that he's like crazy right off the bat? Um, I think it's just like to remind everybody of the trauma or in like the head injury. What, what his plan was because we did just take a detour. I yeah. don't know. It's more, I guess, to set up like he he's in a messed up state right now. So he wakes up here to Sinbad and Rob Thomas. Do you have anything on Sinbad and Rob Thomas? Yes, Sinbad was born 1956 from Brenton Harbor, Michigan. He, he is a stand-up comedian. I like that we just yeah. went from a stand-up comedy club to now a stand-up yeah. comedian. Uh, he was in the movies Coneheads, Meteor Man, The Sinbad Show, Good Burger, and of course, Jingle All the Way. Classics. And uh, we have Rob Thomas. He was born 1972. He's from Landstuhl, West Germany. I did not know that. Really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was. He's been. Uh, yeah. His uh, movie. Um, his acting career isn't great, but he was nominated <laughs> for seven Grammys and he won three. Record of the year, best wow. pop collaboration with vocals. That's Ooh. very specific. Yeah. And very. song of the year. So. Wow. Nice. Uh, so yeah, and insane to have these two. Just insane to have these. It two is a, a very random pair. Uh, pair. S- sorry. It, it works well though. It, it works well, and Sinbad is so funny. He's so <laughs> ma- like he's is, crazy is anything right off the he, bat. He, he's doing scripted because it almost it can't feels be. like he's it cannot making possibly. This up. There's gonna be something. Uh, it cannot possibly be. Later on, there's gonna be something about when he's like, "I got my eye on you." Yeah, like, that is not <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's like so <laughs> weird. No, it doesn't make sense. Way. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So he wakes up to Sinbad. Sinbad's like, "Hey, you're in Sinbad's house," and he's yelling at him. Rob Thomas leans down and smells him. Yeah, he the sniff. <laughs> and I love this thing where he's like, "You know who that is? That's Rob Thomas." Like also like maybe telling the audience because I don't think I would recognize him. Hey, this is your editor, Eric Popigan, here with news. Terrible news. The squeaking you're about to hear is not you going slowly insane, but in fact, Ross's dog, Rudy, who will be joining the show for about mm, five minutes or so. At which point, Ross then took his dog out, and we had about a ten-minute break, but all of that will be edited out, and the podcast will resume seamlessly. I now return you to the Always Sunny cast. In college, uh, the the women next door that lived uh, in the dorm room next to me hated Rob. Like we were playing this game, like oh, what do you like? What do you hate? And like Rob Thomas was like a very odd specific hate. 
Like I, I I'll remember that till I die. It's like a weird thing to like. Why do you hate Rob Thomas? I didn't. I don't think about him. I guess I mentioned this later, but Mac me, uh, sneaks in a Rob yeah. Thomas is a douchebag later on at the fountain. What, what like how do you? F- I have no feelings of Rob Thomas whatsoever. In fact, if a, a Matchbox Tony is like, yeah, it's fine. It's on the background. Well, I, I don't care. I'm not playing it in the background, but like, you know, seems like a weird thing to really yeah. hate. Is my point. <laughs> And I love this too. He's like, you know who that is? That's Rob Thomas from Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> Sing a song. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> that <laughs> is unbelievable. Like, is that scri- like is that scripted? Like, it's I gotta be scripted because Rob does lean in a little bit. Because he does, he does. He leans in and he looks like he's about to belt something out. <laughs> yeah. And, and he goes like, okay, so <laughs> I love that shove. And then this whole thing about uh, he's from Matchbox Twenty. Matchbox Twenty. Ooh. Is yeah. He like winces I, a little bit I and love, makes a ooh I noise. Love, yeah, and they're like, "What? <laughs> Are you gonna punk Rob Thomas like that? What a what a sport, Rob Thomas, right? No, I I was I was kind of thinking that like, how do you cast someone? I mean, I guess at that point he knows he's kind of a novelty person, right? I mean, yeah, I mean the dude's won Grammys, like you said and stuff. Like, what does he care? I he know did it in some ways, you right? I mean? Yeah, go ahead, make make fun of me. I won Song of the Year. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's I guess, like, yeah. So it, I think it's just him being a good sport and just having a sense of humor about himself, which it makes me like him. Does that make you like him? I think we'll find out that, you know, uh, Sinbad has a sense of humor about himself, too. Like, they say some stuff about Sinbad, too. That's true, too. And uh, Sinbad, I could see that. They're like, oh, was he going to wear something made like, out of windbreaker? Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's wearing windbreaker. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I lo- and Sinbad commands Rob Thomas to get his shoe, beat his testicles, <laughs> Random Beat specific. His <laughs> Beat his <laughs> testicles. <laughs> Beat his testicles. And Dennis kind of stops here, and I love this phrasing. And Dennis goes, "I'm pretty confused about what I'm seeing here." <laughs> <laughs> I love the yeah, phrasing like, of that. Confused. Just, I'm in a lot of pain. I don't know what's going on. And you know, Sinbad uh, like apologizes, yeah, well, <laughs> reintroduces himself. That's my headshot. I'll sign it for you later. <laughs> and the headshot on the wall <laughs> is so funny too. Like an actual headshot <laughs> on the wall. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, the the guy comes in. Uh, 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 orderly comes in here. Do you have uh, anything on the orderly? Yes, the orderly <laughs> is played by Cantrell Harris. He's born 1977 from Richmond, Virginia. He was in Party Down. Dollhouse, Monk, Jarhead, Grey's Anatomy, 90210, Castle, and Agents of the Shield. Look at that. That's a a nice career. Yeah. Uh, He comes comes in here. He wants something, you know, hey, it's supposed to be lights out. Mm -hmm. Don't you love Sinbad blaming Dennis? Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, he just keeps throwing his shoes and trying to sleep. Like, (laughs) it is a good cover. (laughs) I do like it. And like, think like it's like Dennis, children like, too. Like think about like Dennis being thrown into this, like how aggravating that is. Like you don't even know what's going on, and then like he's lying to this guy about what was just happening. Like you have no power. Yeah. And the guy leaves, lights out, and um, I got I got I got my eye on you. I got this eye on you. I got this eye on Rob Thomas. Like this thing he does here. Is well, like, yeah. He first he like threatens. He's like, I gotta poke your eye out. I, I gotta keep one yeah. eye on you, <laughs> on Rob Thomas. On Rob Thomas, <laughs> the full name the whole time. The Rob Thomas is just another yeah, they fun call him detail. full name. Yeah, yeah, full name. And then Rob yes. leans in, and it, I did not expect his voice to be this like deep. I guess he's yeah. like, "Watch your ass, do me." I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> maybe you should have been the, the o- crazy one." <laughs> the only thing he says this whole episode <laughs> is that one line. That's what he says. "Watch your ass, do me." That's it. So back at Patty's. 
Frank has just set up a meeting with Jovi's people when Mac has his own plan about being a cancer patient. He, uh, as they come in here, he, uh, he lets Mac know he just set up a meeting with that girly rock star's people. He calls <laughs> me girly rock star. Now, do you know anything about Bon Jovi? Not much, no. I, I, I know, know Frank obviously doesn't. Why Why do you say that? Because he, oh, he, he doesn't even know, know who he name. is. <laughs> he doesn't know his name. He doesn't know who he is. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm with Frank. I, I literally do not know anything about this guy. No, it's a, he's a little before our time. Yeah. But you've heard, like, you've heard songs. Do you know any? I don't know any. You know that song, I'm Wanted, Dead Oh, or I, I do know that one. Yeah, on a steel horse I ride or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. We referenced that <laughs> a few episodes Yo, ago. Yeah, the gang likes, yeah, the gang the likes, likes Bon Jovi. Jovi. Well, that's been established. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Apparently, he owns the Philadelphia Soul, which is true, or was true before arena football went away. I always picture arena football like... You remember the football they play in Starship Troopers? The beginning of Starship Troopers, by any chance? <laughs> they no. do it like flips over each other and shit. <laughs> kind of, that's why I think arena football. Like is. XFL? Yeah, kind of like. Like, a, like, like they're a, like. Yeah, like there's like no rules. out of bounds or something. <laughs> yeah, there's no rules. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, arena football apparently is just. It went away in like 2009 or something. Well, it went away for a year. And okay. then came right back. Like, 2000, oh. 2009, it went away. So Oh, okay, okay. And then it came back 2010, and I don't know if it just went away again, considering, you know, the times were in, but... Right. Uh, 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 I, arena football is so... it's uh, like Imagine, like... It's very odd. Thinking you, imagine thinking you could just start a new sport. <laughs> <laughs> but they've been going on for, like, at least how many years now? <laughs> A while now, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, new sports do spring up. I mean, MMA. But they, they kind of like yeah, evolve that, I mean, that from something else. The MMA, so. I think, has been going on since like 2000 or something. See, what what they should do is mix football with MMA. You know what's interesting? Because <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> sports now in MMA. There are people <laughs> that, that like hockey for the fighting. Right. But they don't like MMA, which is just fighting. Well, who are these people are you talking about? <laughs> what do you uh, mean? People I talk to at <laughs> bars or whatever, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, I love hockey. I'm like, why? And they're like, because the fighting. I'm like, oh, then you should just watch MMA. It's like concentrated. It's like very, it's like all the things you like about hockey, <laughs> apparently. But they're like, no, it's stupid. There used to be an old hockey game. It was like NHL, I don't know, 90, it was somewhere between 94 and 97 mm-hmm. for Sega. And if you kind of like, check the same player a couple of times, you'd get into a fight and it would zoom in and turn into like a fighting game. Yeah, I think you're talking <laughs> to like Blades of Steel had that as well. That was an early game for that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I mean, I don't even like sports or anything, but I played that game. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, so he owns the Philadelphia Soul and that's great and everything, but then Mac, for no reason whatsoever... <laughs> No reason that is <laughs> has his own plan that he's gonna do simultaneously. Yeah, it, this is very weird. I, I wrote in my notes out of nowhere. <laughs> Mac explains the cancer thing, and what he wants is a an acoustic set performed by John Bon Jovi at his right uh, deathbed because <laughs> Mac is gonna fake have cancer. 
Yeah, and because rock stars do the cancer kid thing all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, does he think he's a kid? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if <laughs> rock stars are doing this for adults. <laughs> yeah, like a like nearly forty year old man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's got a bald cap guy and everything. Yeah, I like yeah, how he mentioned go, that. He, but like, if you're the bald cap guy, because they talk about this later. <laughs> Mac asked him if he loses his beard here during chemo. Yeah. So this yeah. bald cap guy knows he's doing this for the scam. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Interesting that he's willing to participate in this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I love this acting from Danny DeVito. Frank freaks out. Oh, my out. God. He really he puts his foot down. It's scary, too. Like, no. <laughs> no. He's like, not he's doing like, it. <laughs> he's going. Crazy <laughs> here! It's like the mo- it's the most angry I've ever seen Frank, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aside from like you know um, the display he puts on at Cuginos. <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. Did you bang my wife? <laughs> Did, Did you, you bang, bang my wife? <laughs> so in an office, Frank attempts to buy the Philadelphia Soul Arena football team, and Mac pretends he has cancer, so Bon Jovi will perform for him. Do you have anything on this executive here? Uh, yes. Philadelphia sole executive is played by Lisa Locachero. She was born 1970 from Gross Point, Michigan. She was in Rush Hour 2, several Star Trek properties, Without a Trace, Reno 911, Bones, Rizzoli and Isles, and General Hospital. Very good. Uh, she asked him here if he's he's gonna he wants to buy the... The team and Frank says big time. Yeah, <laughs> I love big time. <laughs> <laughs> but he only wants to do business with Mr. Von Jovi. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Bovine Joni himself. <laughs> himself. Mr. Bovine Joni. Like, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about well, that. The it thing is, is like, so it, funny. it's a hard name to say correctly. Kind of. If yeah. you don't John know bon Jovi. it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You hear yeah. it real fast, and then you try to say it back. Not happening. He's offering $40 million to buy the team. And I love and <laughs> I love this. I love this little thing, right? You, I think we're going to talk about saying, oh, and he sa- she says, yeah, that's okay, but I'm confused. <laughs> What's, What's confusing co- about $40 million? That's a shitload of money. <laughs> like, like, again, using the term shitload in like a the professional like a, like a establishment, professional <laughs> yeah. situation. Yeah. But then also like as if he, he knows he's with Mac. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think she's re- referencing that. <laughs> Dude, yeah. She, the money. <laughs> What's confusing and about that? She says, she says, no, she gets that. She's just confused why he included this gentleman. And we get a third person pan over. This is awesome. To Mac in a wheelchair. <laughs> And a bald cap that is incredible. Yeah, it's he, an incredible bald cap. You notice he's got like the blanket on his legs too. Yeah, because polio. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, what <laughs> are you doing? You have polio, cancer. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he just broke out his old wheelchair. He has one. Mm-hmm. He he requests that Bon Jovi play bedside concert, and if Sambor is involved, it's okay. But he'd like him to be. <laughs> You know who who he's who he's referencing? Uh, a member of the band. I don't know. R- Richie Sambora. Uh, he is a yes. He was uh, <laughs> a guitarist for a, a bunch of stuff too. Like he's had a career. He's got solo okay, stuff. Professional but, yeah, musician. He was bon Jovi's uh, guitarist for a long time, hmm. and 
yeah, a lot of pitchers. I googled him some pitchers, and he apparently plays one of those like two necked guitars. Oh, like, really? Two guitars. <laughs> yeah. He's a so badass. You see why, Watch out! You see why Mac would Mac would want him involved? Yeah, totally. Is this a laser pointer? <laughs> Question: Is this a laser pointer? <laughs> Can I have it? <laughs> no. He's just completely distracted. He's like a what is he like a dog? Like how is he distracted like <laughs> like that? <laughs> I like this like cocky uh, Mac though. Like yeah, he's not yeah. <laughs> conveying that he's a sick person. You know, no, no, no. he's like he's just saying that he is. Like, <laughs> he's just saying that he is. Just because yeah. he's a ball cap. Yeah. And she says to him that she doesn't think he has cancer. I think that's pretty and bold. <laughs> yeah. Well, for the record. When you go through chemotherapy, your beard falls out. Mm-hmm. Which she calls him on. And I think uh, I, I mentioned way back in uh, Charlie Has Cancer that- You just keep bragging about 20s, this. <laughs> yeah, in my early 20s, I, I was diagnosed with leukemia and I had chemotherapy. And your beard does fall out. I used to like wake up and the like, pieces of my beard would be on the on the pillow and stuff. And so, yeah, your hair and your beard definitely does go. Wow. Um, grew back and everything, but- so yeah, she he he does look crazy with the beard and the bald cap. I mean, he looks crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and like yeah. So she's she calls him out on that. So but he asked everybody. He yeah he, he oh he's like I knew it I knew it like so he gives himself away right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. He, he, uh, we kind of skipped over it a little bit, but like Frank and Mac fight <laughs> over oh, right, the yeah. situation and how yeah, yeah, yeah. they're supposed to be playing this. Because Frank kind of steps in and is like, oh, "Well, I'm gonna uh, I'll offer sixty million to try to like distract from Mac." Mac. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but Mac is like, "No, nobody cares about the arena football anymore." <laughs> and like, yeah, really goes hard into the cancer bit. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly, and it's like. Why? Why is he doing this? <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, if the if the goal is just to get Dennis in the room with Bon Jovi, that's the goal, right? Right. And Frank is like already done that. Like, she, he's negotiating. Like, I want to do business with him personally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it seems like said and done. And then Mac is just ruining this. That's so strange. It's so st- he like just sabotages them so hard. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah. So then, at a movie theater, both Frank and Mac get. You know what? Actually, and you know what we sh- actually we mi- missed from the scene is uh, I'm gonna call the cops. We didn't get like a closure of the lady being like, "Get out of my office" or anything. It just kind of cuts away. Yeah, I know. Like there should have been a cop calling on this because that's usually kind of what happens. They get kicked out, or security gets yeah, called. Yeah, especially or... this. This seems like a very professional situation. <laughs> oh yeah, very yeah. And like they're <laughs> they're throwing quite the party. They're here. like slapping each other by the end of this and everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is crazy. So I and also like Mac is like like you were saying the confident Mac. He's like smiling that whole scene. <laughs> He's like talking to her. It's just bizarre. <laughs> At a movie theater, both Frank and Mac get desperate calls from Dennis and aggravate everybody in the theater. And Ross, they are watching 1954's Three Coins in a Fountain. Oh my God! I I looked up. I well, for the only uh, I just googled the line that that guy says yeah that's all i had to base it <laughs> off of and i couldn't figure it out yeah so my research from what i found it is 1954's three coins in a fountain is the name of the movie ah uh, damn that's that's good what a reference huh another another fountain another fountain 
And Max uh, get the laser pointer. Like, a, is this too late for the? Re- when did the laser pointer stuff? Was that way earlier? Was that like late nineties when people pointing laser pointers at movie theaters? Oh man, yeah, I remember. Uh, laser pointers became a thing when I was in like junior That's high. What I mean. or like, something. this is late for Mac to be like discovering this <laughs> or having fun with <laughs> it. <laughs> fun with it, yeah. He's got the stupid laser pointer. I just would aggravate the hell out of me. Well, where are they? Where are they? By the way, that they're seeing a movie from nineteen fifty four. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was th- from the Wikipedia page. It was described as a classic. I had never heard of it, but it was. Oh, it could be like a classic replay that some theaters do that. It could be. Yeah, I don't know why they decided to go see this. And yeah, it doesn't seem like up their alley at all. Max phone rings, and we get a. You hear his ringtone. It was like a country music song yeah. that said Jesus. It's something about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and this is incredible because he asked Dennis, where you been? <laughs> like he forgot about it. <laughs> where you been? He forgot about the plan that he made. Yeah, and he lets uh, Dennis know that, oh, you know what, by the way, the scrap and the whole Bon Jovi thing, the whole thing all together, <laughs> didn't work out. Again, doing exactly what he said, quitting after yeah, the first problem. first bump in the road. <laughs> yeah, so they're done, and uh, he gets another call, so he hangs up on him. <laughs> the wrong number. It's the wrong number. It's a guy trying to call someone else, and uh, and then Frank's phone rings, and mm-hmm. it's Dennis, and he asks Dennis, "Where are you?" <laughs> 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 what a great, like, just great. No, that's comedy. It's comedy. It's just perfect comedy. Where are you? Uh, and he says, uh, "You know, he's watching this movie. I gotta go." Hangs up on him. And Max talking to this guy. He's like, "Who are you talking to?" Oh, I'm talking to Bill. And with the subtitles, and you can hear the other guy's responses. He says, "No, I'm Terry." Mm-hmm. And he says, "Oh no, sorry, this is Terry." I don't know where. Where did Max get Bill? <laughs> well, uh, he was Terry was looking for a guy named. Oh, Bill. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, right, 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 right. And well, earlier in this, before this a little bit, I should have set this up a little bit earlier. Mac asked the guy who called the wrong number. Oh, what number were you trying to call? He says that, that drives me crazy because it's like, what do you just know phone numbers? Well, yeah, he's like maybe saying, oh, yeah, you are one off or something like that. I don't know. I'm, oh. Uh, so, but then when when Frank hangs up the phone, he's like, who are you talking to? Oh, I'm talking to Bill. Oh, no, no, it's Terry. Oh, it's wrong number. Oh, who's he? Matt, Frank says, who? what number was he trying to call? Like, Frank says that. <laughs> he wants to know. He wants to know. Like, why? <laughs> it's so funny. And a guy turns around, yells at him. Oh, oh! Before that, I'm sorry. Before the guy yells at him, Max talking something about cat people to Terry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that. Mac is ranting to Terry about cat something people. Something about cat people. I don't. It's so strange. <laughs> and this guy turns. Do you have anything on the guy that yells at them? Is anybody credited here? Uh, yes. Uh, movie patron is played by Robert Cock. He was in Guiding Light, Day on Fire, Law and Order, and Scrubs. Nice. Yeah, he turns around and tells him to shut up. And Mac is Mac's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. That was just some guy. And Mac's, when Mac's hanging up the – Mac's like, nice, talk to you, nice talking to you, and he's hanging up the phone. You can hear the guy say, all right, call me back. You can hear the <laughs> yeah, other – Yeah, he actually tells him he's going to call him later. Yeah, he's like, all right, call me back. Like, these guys are like friends. I wish we could see <laughs> Terry some, at some time. What relationship they have. Imagine Terry showed up at some point. That'd be fun. Uh, be nice to have someone on the bench. So then, uh, 
he's at the laser pointer, but the laser pointer is dead now, and and Frank and and Max are arguing again. This guy turns around again, tells him to stop. You know who does this in a movie theater? Mm-hmm. And Frank, hey, yay, man! You don't know what it's <laughs> like. You don't know what it's like being <laughs> me. And like, what? First of all, what is he talking about? Well, how does that excuse excuse his behavior? It doesn't. <laughs> That's the thing. Mac, of course, disagrees with this. And maybe Mac should walk a mile in his shoes again. So now we we get the third walking walk in shoes. Yeah, everyone's walking in everyone's shoes. So then at a rehabilitation center, Dennis reads some more of his book before Sinbad, before Sinbad takes it away. So he's writing more of this book. Dennis, I'm sure you've got it. Mm-hmm. Yep. She whispered in my ear. Dude, your balls totally rule. <laughs> this book sucks. Yeah, this it's so shitty. <laughs> she was older than me, but her breasts were awesome. <laughs> like, it's like some bro <laughs> like, trying to write erotic. Uh, Sinbad comes in here and has Rob Thomas take the book away from him, and because because he Dennis doesn't write memoirs, Sinbad's writing memoirs. Sinbad yeah, writes so it. We have Sinbad just like stealing. Uh, Dennis's thing now. Everything, yeah, he's taking it from him, exactly. And what, you think you're Jesus? You know, ain't no Jesus around here, except for me. Maybe I'm Jesus. The way he says Jesus here and, is unbelievable. And then Jesus. and then Rob, he like shakes the book a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like, and he's showing, <laughs> like, you know, Jesus, maybe, like, except for me, maybe I'm Jesus. Like, the way he <laughs> says it is so crazy. And he has these, like, and he shows he has stigmatas now. Yeah, so like he's he he's caught on to what Dennis has been up to, he, and he's stealing it for his own now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> okay, this is what all well and fine Dennis says, but what does Rob Thomas have to do with any of this? <laughs> <laughs> that's like what the it's audience. That's what the audience is asking. You know what I mean? Like, this all <laughs> yeah, Rob Thomas. <laughs> it's very funny, very funny question, uh, and. Uh, there's a weird thing here where like uh, it, it, Rob Thomas is holding the book. It cuts away and it cuts back, and Rob mm-hmm. Thomas is holding like some sort of pick or like n- like like like. Yeah, he has like some sort knife. of like, uh, screwdriver. Yeah, or something. I think that's how what, uh, implying how they made the stigmatas. I think. Oh okay. Oh, I I'm sorry. I didn't even call this out earlier. Did you notice Dennis's stigmatas? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he has them too. Yeah, Dennis has them, but one of them is a nail gun wound, and the oh, other a is a cigar. <laughs> yeah, they compromised. <laughs> yeah, so they did one of each. I like how like yeah, it's such a like a weird thing. Like you can't, you almost can't even catch it. Yeah, you catch right. it to like the most very recent good. Viewing. Yeah, I forgot. Very good. Yeah. Um. Uh, then as there, Sinbad's walking away, like he's like, oh, Tom, Tom can I give him his book. Nah, I'm just playing. You know what I mean? Like that seemed <laughs> like the way even. Tom, like he reacted, seemed improvised. That like, seemed, yeah, that seemed improvised. Even like Rob like Thomas kind of reacted to all that. It seemed like, uh. yeah, like he he knew he was <laughs> he was hip. So then, at the fountain in Logan Circle, D attempts to get back the coins she's thrown in before Charlie can steal more for spies. Uh, what's going? Why we at the fountain? This is Charlie's thing. This is the fountain's my thing, D. Yeah, but I, I, apparently D comes to the fountain every day before work. Right. Before she heads to Patty's. Yeah. She throws her money into the fountain to wish for a better life. Right. And then Charlie... Ch- Which recently she found out Charlie's been stealing for spy. Right. So she she equates that to him stealing like her dreams. Like these wishes can't come mm-hmm. true because he's been taking them. 
Interesting. <laughs> I like that, though. And they both uh, end up jumping inside the fountain. So then mm-hmm. at the same time this is happening, Frank and Max show up so Frank can piss in the fountain when they spot Charlie and Dee. Uh, so they are both walking hand. They are both wearing the same exact wig. <laughs> I like it. Now, I like how they're both bald, but <laughs> both wearing a wig. The idea of wearing a ball, like having <laughs> hair, wearing a ball cap, and then wearing a wig is so funny to me. Uh, they're kind of yeah, they're kind of razzing each other about the way they look, this and that. And uh, uh, f- why does why does Frank come to this fountain? Why is Frank here now? So Frank comes here every day. Uh, every afternoon to take a piss into the fountain because when he was a child he was swimming in the fountain and he was bullied out of there so he he gets revenge on i guess well, he, those well, bullies children well, he doesn't even say that at first he just says uh, to get back to, to pit, so i come here every day and i piss it and when when mac is like but why are you still doing it he kind of thinks about <laughs> to it to get back at their kids <laughs> i'll get back at their kids like <laughs> <laughs> he like thinks about it. Like uh, Frank is so full of spite. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. So the two groups meet up and explain to each other why they are there. Until Dennis comes running up and he informs them on what he's been up to. So Dean and Charlie are arguing, and uh, they come up. She's he's take she's taking her jeans back. Jeans is that a famous line from the Goonies? Oh, I don't know. I never seen the Goonies. I don't know. Oh, okay. If why do you is, think anyone, that? Why, someone tell us. Why do you think that? I, I feel like there's a scene in the Goonies when they're um, getting coins and doing something with coins, and one one of the uh, women children says like a dramatic line like that. I yeah, it's vaguely in my head. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. One of the so. one of the women children. Yes, of course. Yeah, women children. <laughs> yeah, I don't course. know how a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they uh, they also inform them that Frank's here to piss in it. Like they, oh yeah, Frank's coming here to piss in it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like how they get all that out of the way. Yeah, Frank comes here to piss in it. And Charlie says, "Oh, dude, I like your haircut." <laughs> yeah, he's so enthused about it. He has such like a happy vibe about saying that too. But and, and and he's like, "I know, right? You can't tell." Like, so he thought that was his real hair that was in a haircut like that. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. He's so surprised to find out. And like, you can't tell. You, you you can't even tell, right? And they say, "Yeah, no, no, I can't tell." And D sneaks in a little. You can tell. D says <laughs> that real quick. Says you you can tell. And you see Dennis over there, and now Dennis is drinking the water, which is so funny because we're learning that Frank pisses in it every day. So now he Den- you yeah. see Dennis over here drinking it. And yeah, he's like splashing it on his face. It- he uses it as he reports for his healing powers. Healing and, and benefits to the skin, yes. <laughs> so Dennis comes running over here and he says that's why he's here, because of its regenerative properties. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's so funny idea to get them like all around this fountain. It's just funny. Right. The fountain we've been referring to all episodes. Yeah. It's fun. And he lets him so know that nice. he lets him know that Sinbad try to kill him. Sinbad's trying to kill mm-hmm. him. He's panicking. He's freaking out. But they're just more excited that he met Sinbad. They're like ignoring everything <laughs> yeah, Charlie else. Charlie has all his tapes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he says that he says that uh, he, he also mentions Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas today, blah, blah, blah. And Max sneaks in a Rob Thomas. Oh, he's a douchebag. But, you know, we should go see Sinbad. Yeah. And so they all start going back. They even against uh, Dennis's wishes here. They're like kind of dragging him along. 
And uh, they, uh, Charlie's hoping that he's wearing something windbreakery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mac is almost like kind of thinking like, oh, we maybe we should uh, put the book back in order. Yeah, because, he's almost. You know, yeah, he's like almost like, like oh, we they, got a, some celebrities in the mix. So like this could yeah. be something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of doing like a, he's calling an audible. So across the street from the rehab center, we realize Dennis has imagined the whole thing. So Dennis is like, this is where I was, and they look over, and it's across the street from the rehab center. So D is not in this well, I was in gonna, yeah. these scenes. Yeah, D does. So I guess, like, she really was going to work. Or she just doesn't care about this and didn't come along. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're across the street from the from the rehab center. So apparently Dennis must have wandered, got up, wandered over. Th- these guys later on say he broke in. <laughs> yeah, and he's been running around <laughs> talking about Sinbad. Yeah, because they walk inside. They're like, they're like, this is where I was. They're like, yo, the rehab center's over there, though. And he's like, well, whatever. This is where I was. And they go inside, and it's like a big warehouse. Yeah, it looks like uh, just like pallets of shit laying around and stuff. And these two guys come walking up here. You got anything on these two guys? Yes. Um, I have white guy and black dude. <laughs> oh, white man. guy is played by Jesse Karen. He was in Almost Famous, CSI Miami, as Virgin's Fall. Black dude is Lawrence Manley. He was born 1961 from Springfield, Illinois. He was in Seinfeld. Oh, wow. Nice. He's Larry, the owner of Monks. <gasps> oh, no way. That is awesome. <laughs> I did yeah, not even realize It's that. one of those things like, oh, that yeah, voice, that is that guy. The voice. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He kicks, uh-huh. he kicks Kramer out for uh, smoking cigars. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. Uh, he was also in The Nanny, Superstore, Malcolm in the Middle, Lost, Third Rock from the Sun, and Lizzie McGuire. Nice, nice. Uh, th- <laughs> he he apparently told De- he kicked Dennis out and told him to come back here. Freak. <laughs> he calls him a freak. <laughs> yeah, he, he throws in a freak. Freak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you yeah. gotta imagine what Dennis was doing, like. Yeah, I mean, what I mean, think of like if you could translate to like what some of that stuff actually was. Right. Like him laying in bed writing a book. Yeah. Like, what was that really? You know him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, but apparently, he he has been calling this guy Sinbad. Oh my god! And, and I, call me Sinbad one more time. <laughs> and I love this where he's calling this guy Sinbad, and we get that, but we never get that he's also been calling the other guy Rob Thomas. It's left on the <laughs> audience to just assume this is the Rob Thomas guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very, I love that. Like, just they don't really specifically say it, and the guy's gonna go call the cops. And I guess you know Frank puts it together. Like, maybe that blow to the head did a little more damage than they thought. <laughs> yeah, blow to the head. Even Dennis thinks uh, maybe I should see a doctor. And he see and then... he sees Sinbad. Oh, he has <laughs> sees Sinbad again. Mm-hmm. Then he gets a bunch of flashes. He gets a bunch of like, like same thing like. Where it kind of recaps the episode, but this one's recapping all the things he did with Sinbad, like a bunch of Sinbad. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he's gone. Then Sinbad's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. Yeah, sh- maybe I should go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, and then we get the end credits. We we don't um let's let's talk about uh, uh well I have two things to bring up um Mac and Charlie and even Frank are pretty upset that Dennis's story is fake. What do you mean? Well, it kind of just like reminds me of like the million doll, uh, million little pieces guy. 
where like his stories were fake and everyone got so upset at him. And right. This is what's happening to Dennis when he makes up these he oh, makes up these stories and it comes yeah, back yeah, 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 yeah. and they're all upset at him. Yeah. That's what Oprah did. She like she was like I'm upset. Like yeah. I'm like she was like personally hurt yeah, yeah, by yeah. this guy writing a book like this. Yeah, so I thought it was interesting that they're all so upset at him for this story. Well, yeah, I didn't make that connection where he's trying to prove something that happened and then later on he mm-hmm. says something happened and he finds out he can't prove it because it didn't happen. Yeah, no, it is it's thematically on. You want to you want to hear something else weird? Sure. So Sinbad, he has a, a another thing that's just like this. Really? Do you remember a movie called Shazam? Oh yeah, sh- well yeah. No, I don't because there isn't one. But right, it's the Mandela. I, I know effect. the Mandela effect thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. So Dennis has his own personal Mandela effect with Sinbad. Yeah, and Sinbad has a popular culture Mandela effect story. So the Mandela effect, as uh, Mulder from the X Files says is when someone has a memory of something that's not shared by the majority or the factual record. For instance, there are some kind of people that have a memory of seeing a movie called Shazam starring Sinbad as an irrepressible genie. Even after it's pointed out to them, they're probably thinking of the movie Kazam starring Shaquille O'Neal, an irrepressible genie, especially because a movie called Shazam was never made. And like Sinbad, that actually got back to Sinbad, and he was like, "I guess I just can't fight it anymore. I'm going with it." <laughs> That's funny, yeah. Uh, and do you know? Do you know why they call it the the Mandela effect? Because of Nelson Mandela. Yes, because yes, when Nelson Mandela was arrested, everyone just assumed he died, and so when he got released, everyone was, everyone like, was so surprised yeah, like, did he die? to hear, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he was still alive. Very strange. Very strange. Because everyone had a collective memory of him dying. Yeah. It is interesting. Yeah. All right, Ross, what is your favorite character? My favorite character is going to be Sinbad. Me too. Sinbad. Because <laughs> he's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what is your favorite line? Uh, I'm all boned up over I'm here. All, <laughs> that's good. I, mine is the, oh, oh, you, oh, you think there's no Jesus around here? Except for me. Because I'm Jesus. <laughs> that is my favorite. <laughs> I, that is either that or I got one eye on you. I got one eye on Rob Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> and what oh is your man. favorite Sinbad. scene? My favorite scene is going to be um, D and Charlie in the apartment when they're going over all the rules, and you know you got to eat the cat food, you got to drink the beer. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's mine. This too. is just like st- illogical battle I'm gonna <laughs> between say, the both. I'm of gonna them. say it's mine too. It's iconic. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's, it's what I think about when I think of this. Episode. Yes, that that whole and like I wish they would like reverse like live each other's lives more often. Like it's such a funny concept, like to have that push. All right, that means it is time for the Always Sunny Wiki Trivia Challenge. These are three trivia facts. One of them is from the website <laughs> Always Sunny Wiki. <laughs> the other two are made up by me, Ross. Could you please guess the one that is the actual real-life one from the website? Number one, they fully recreated the Logan Center fountain on a soundstage in L.A. Number two. Bon Jovi turned down an offer to be in this episode. Number three. This is one of the longest episodes ever. <laughs> what? The third one is like subjective. Uh, I... 
It's one of the longest episodes ever. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, the, of, of Always what? Sunny. It's one of the longest episodes ever of Always Sunny. Well, I, I, I know it is a long episode, but like I think you're just saying that because I said it earlier. Um, I'm going to say they're all kind of stupid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll go with the third one. The third one is correct. This is one of the longest episodes. It's this and like three other ones. Oh, wow. Yes. I could feel it because uh, usually about 10 minutes is about the halfway point when I'm taking notes and I'll take a break. Right. And I still had like yeah. 14 minutes left. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, this one is, uh, yeah, they, they, they stretched it out there for Sinbad. Hey, they got to give gotta him get, his time. Gotta, he needs that stage time. Got to get Sinbad in there. He's lightning on the screen. All right. Well, that brings us to our, our final thoughts. Ross, does this episode have you all boned up over here, <laughs> or are you pretty confused about what you're seeing here? I'm I'm all boned up over here. There's no me doubt about too. it. This is a great yes, one. Me too. <laughs> me yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, it's a great one. This is laughs like from start to finish. It is like this is great. So ridiculous. Sinbad really heightens and makes things so funny. Rob Thomas being there for literally no reason is unbelievable. Just his presence. It's like why not? And, like, it's like a why not like factor. De- and like Dennis said, what does Rob Thomas have to do with <laughs> any of this? I'll be asking myself <laughs> that all night. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, and before we get out of here, I just want to. Uh, we, I got an email. Oh, Ross. do you? I got an. E- I got an email. Yes, I got an email from from Emma, friend of the show. Emma, she's uh, uh, interacted with us a little before, and she said some kind words uh, about the podcast. I'm not gonna read the. I hate patting myself on the shoulder like that. I feel embarrassed. Then, but what are you talking about? Then? <laughs> she she gave a list of some of her favorite quotes. Okay, and this and it made me laugh. It was making me laugh. She was saying like uh, that you know she gets a kick out of sometimes when we point out some of the odd things they say. And yeah, and I think that's what we're here for. So good, definitely. I'm and glad she someone's getting some out of it. <laughs> she wrote down a couple of them, and I just wanted to read some of them because I was reading this email, and it was it was it was making me laugh. <laughs> it was making me laugh thinking about that. Yeah, you forwarded this email, and I read it about two weeks ago, and like it, it was bringing me down the the uh, old seasons past. I apologize, Emma. I was supposed to read this on the last episode, and I just—I'm uh, an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's some of her favorite quotes. All right, this is some some of the stuff she wrote here. Dude, what the hell, man? You don't want to be on my dig team? Let's see if you can guess the episode. Let's try to do that. Oh, uh, the gang gets held hostage. The gang gets held hostage. Dude, what? You don't mean my dig team? Like the term <laughs> dig team He's like is so funny. Dig team. <laughs> Uh, uh, it was uh, it was destroyed and its materials were distributed amongst the workers. Oh, that was <laughs> one of my um, Fatty McGee, Fatty Magoo versus uh, the, the aluminum monster versus Fatty, uh, Fatty Magoo. Sorry, and uh, that was my favorite quote. I think from that episode, that is just the way mm-hmm. Max says that. And, like, <laughs> it's so that detailing. use of language. Yeah, like why is he using that language? <laughs> it's m- the materials distributed, like. <laughs> Um uh, and on in the uh Dennis is drawing a pretty lady. Charlie says, Damn dude, you can draw <laughs> the like lines on the page. Damn dude, you can draw. Damn, dude, and as we know, <laughs> even from this episode, Charlie really <laughs> yeah. digs them. That's true. That is that's also from the Moon Monster versus Fatty Mago, yes. Uh, uh <laughs> this is one that you liked. Yeah, well, that's understandable. We all get things that we have to do. <laughs> I still like it. It's very vague. 
That's from Dennis. Charlie, Charlie got molested, right? That's Charlie got molested. Dennis says that, yeah. Yeah, well, that's understandable. We all get things that we have to do. <laughs> all right, get the knives. Yeah, and, and use, use them. them. <laughs> Charlie goes America. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this one. I mean, this. I think of this often. I think this all the time. It could be cool. <laughs> that's on there? <laughs> Yeah, it's on there. Oh, nice. It's definitely on there. <laughs> that's yeah, that's from Dennis. Uh, that's Dennis and Mac and Charlie die. Uh, this is one of my favorites of all time. I'm glad she. Uh, I'm glad. I'm so glad she she included this one. They don't pay for soda pop because they, they really, really rumble. rumble. Well, because they really rumble, right? <laughs> Was they really rumble? No. Yeah, yeah. The Yellow Jacket Boys. <laughs> the Yellow Jacket Boys make me. I think about them make me laugh so hard. They're so good. <laughs> Respects the name of the game. It's the, the name, name of, of almost every game. Every game. <laughs> <laughs> Frank and Mac and Dennis and Deagle all over there. It's the name of every game. <laughs> and listen to this. This is actually a cool little story she has here with this one. Sage, Azriel, can we commune for a moment? <laughs> <laughs> and Dennis and the gang finds a dumpster baby. He's using his hippie and language. She, she says that. Uh, because the night I listened to this episode, I signed up for an, an Always Sunny trivia game online and put this quote as my screen name since it was on my mind. I ended up winning the best screen name contest and I got <laughs> a, the gang's self-help book as a prize. That's awesome. That awesome? Yeah, it's super awesome. I want to yeah. do a trivia. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, where me too. Find I, these we haven't done one yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But Emma, thank you so much for sending that email and letting us go down memory lane there with that <laughs> one. That was that was fun to do. It re- the email really just made me laugh. And also, and also, one more thing before we get out of here, I there was there's a band called Crotein. You can find <laughs> them on Bandcamp, and I bought their CD. The CD is called King of the Rats. O V King of the Rats, mm-hmm. and they're like a grindcore sort of like doom metal speed metal, metal maybe speed metal band that exclusively sing about always sunny stuff like what? the names of the tracks and stuff like charlie's work and stuff like that and i'm telling you 20 year old eric would have loved <laughs> this it is it is heavy it's fast it's fun and it's funny, and I—I I, I mean, if if anyone out there is into like that type of metal, that type, of, it's like you know, it's screaming, it's fast, it's heavy, <laughs> but the lyrics are so funny. Like the lyrics are about always sunny. It's about like stuff that they, do they have the one show. about pop pop, right? Yeah, they have pop pop, the final solution. Yeah, they have that one. Yeah, and it's a it's a quick listen, and it, it's fun, you know, and support you know some independent artists. They're called Crotein. Great name. King of the Rats. Yeah, you can find them on Bandcamp. Uh, what are we doing next week? It's uh, next week we have Season 4, Episode 10, Sweet D Has a Heart Attack, Bumblebee. <laughs> oh, I, don't rem- I don't remember this episode real. I remember Frank spinning around in his gown. You can see his ass. Yeah, he's going to let his ass breathe. He <laughs> let his ass breathe. We get some yeah, day bow bow. Oh, that's, oh that, this, is, this is Pepe Silva. Yep. Oh, that's We get right. Pepe. Boxes full of Pepe. Oh my goodness! This is this episode is so funny. What is that? De- what's going on with Dennis and Dennis and D Dennis are doing and the D. exercise thing, right? Yeah, they do like the uh, mind the body apps connection. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Dennis and D team up, this I think this is what this season taught me. Like it's yeah. so much fun, and Mac and Charlie together are so great yeah. too. 
Like I love really those two are. team ups. Like <laughs> unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I that that this is a very funny episode. Mm-hmm. Pepe Silva is like one of those famous things that always yeah. Oh, it's like the thing you show someone to get them into this Yeah. Series. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right. Well, yeah. Well, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we're gonna love that one too. So check us out next time we uh, release an episode. Probably in two weeks. Yeah, hopefully. And until until then, good day, good day to, to use. Always Sunnycast is not endorsed or affiliated with Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the FXX Network, or Philadelphia. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of Eric Regan and Ross Northrop. Email questions, thoughts, suggestions, corrections, or things we just plain forgot to alwayssunnycastpod at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate, subscribe, and review the podcast. And as always, thanks for listening, you jabronis.